This is Jordan Greenway from the Minnesota Wild. Go to Blue Lion Hockey Club podcast for the full episode. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Second String Leather Company. The Second String Leather Company revives, repurposes, and restitches vintage goalie gear into one-of-a-kind, handcrafted leather goods. Timeless products forged from full-grain, oil-tanned leather paired with a unique blend of vintage gear. Each piece has a story to tell and memory to share. Each collection has been hand-selected and shares a unique journey from early morning practices to championship games. For more information, visit the website at secondstringleather.com. That's secondstringleather.com. Hello, welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. Another exciting episode tonight, number 94 of the Blue Liners. We got all the usual suspects sitting in the house tonight. We got our producer, Patrick Uncle Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And the local nerd on staff, RT, IT guy, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you doing, And the all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweetos? Host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark Smell, Dr. Morley. Oh, Doc. <coughs> very special guest with us tonight from the Minnesota Wild, Jordan Big Rig Greenway. What's up? Big How's it going, fellas? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Good to have you, Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You got coronavirus? <laughs> you got COVID-19 yet or no? So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I no, see. I, <laughs> no, I've been at home. Uh, sure. Did you guys catch it yet? Last time we talked to you, you were snuggling with Hartman. I got it on my set. <laughs> Any of you guys have it yet or no? You know, uh, a lot of people can get it. You think <laughs> Corona boner? What's that? I'm pretty Rob sure. Rob has it for sure. Rob's okay. got it. He was that. Uh, he hasn't left the house in like two years. He's no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not so good. <laughs> Oh, Robbie, Robbie uh, has been practicing social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> it less than nine years. Yeah, I've been with Runet for nine years. So. Social distancing and midday naps. I love it. Lots of them. Lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> so your world is pretty much turned upside down for you, Jordan. Obviously, um, you were with Hartman last time we had him on a couple weeks ago, just a week ago, I guess. Um, so two weeks. We, Two weeks, yeah, and it was just getting into it. He was getting a Peloton bike or some shit, so you guys going on long mountain rides or what? Yeah, to be honest with you, I just ordered one today. Nice. Hey. So I'm hoping, so I'm hoping I can uh, jump on that with him. We should get some Peloton stock. I think uh, all these uh, pro athletes are buying Pelotons. That's what I was saying. I know. Someone said to me the other day that we should buy stock in it and then buy a Peloton. We it, it pay for itself. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, those Pelotons are pretty cool, right? I mean, you link them up to Wi-Fi, you get to, uh, you know, compete against, you know, four or five guys. I, I don't know what the max is. I'm sure it's high because they have them at gyms and um, all that stuff. But that's kind of cool, right? Do you guys think so? I mean, if let's say us yeah. five tonight jumped on a Peloton and, you know, Ready, set, Let's go. Put it this way. If, if we had the technology that these guys had, we probably would have worked out at least once. 
back then. A month or a year? Uh, once, just once. One <laughs> <laughs> day he'll be hanging. He'll be hanging laundry up that fucker time. after two weeks. <laughs> once. Oh, he'll leave the fucker right there when he moves. He won't even. I'm not fucking carrying that down. Fuck it. What's a Peloton go for? Like a couple grand? Mm, yeah, I think the one I got today was like twenty six, maybe. Hi, too bad. Is that with yeah, the full screen and everything? Yeah. I get a pair of shoes or something, yeah. Sure, that should be pretty good. Nice. Did you get to seat or no seat? <laughs> <laughs> I went seat on this one. Comes with post loop. <laughs> Extra post loop, please. <laughs> I'm going seat or no seat. Yeah, right. Uh, that's good. So is your practice facility totally shut down, Jordan? Like no one has access to it. You can, there's like n nothing at all you can do. You can't go to the gym like, um, you know, like three of you at a time at the rink or nothing like that? Uh, no, nothing's open right now. We, uh, all the rinks are shut. All the rinks are shut down. Um, we can't get our equipment or anything. So there's no hockey over here. Nothing at all. That's weird. You'd think they would at least let, you know, groups of four or three or four into the rink and just, you know, hit the sauna, hit the bikes, um, some squats, maybe even shoot the pucks. I think that's kind of weird. This is, uh, this is a good chance for plugging Polyglide. Polyglide, call us. Um, so the, the synthetic yeah. ice for indoors, man, I want that shit for the, you know, my basement or. For the well, first of all, I've ever skated on it. Has anyone ever skated on that shit? No. I haven't, but it looks pretty fucking good. They're wearing well, skates on it. It's got a lifetime, right? It wears out after. Yeah. Well, let's just say one. I've walked on it because there's no skating. A few spots you're able to maybe push, but. Um, it would be okay if you had it like, you know, a good six by six, throw on some skates and just uh, be able to shoot. But there's no gliding on that fucking shit. It's, you're just pretty much walking. Every once in a while. You, right there. Oh, yeah. it's I skated, I skated on that on some winter classic or winter fucking, I don't know what it was, in Greenville, South Carolina. And I. I was just walking on it. Everyone was walking on it. I was like, why don't we just take the skates out? We can walk around it and put our sneakers on and walk. I mean, I, that was my experience. I don't know. Maybe it's better. Maybe that was a low. I mean, they have a commercial high. fucking figure skater doing like pirouettes and shit. Yeah. It's not all real, Rob. It looks real. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> it's fake yeah, news. It must have been on MSNBC. Do they have synthetic ice for you guys, Jordan? Do they have a off ice training with synthetic ice? I know down here the the rink that my kid goes to, they have a whole synthetic ice training portion. Okay. Are you guys still hearing the echoing or no? Yeah. 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 My headphones died. Um, no, we have no synthetic ice. We have uh, no. Our training facility is pretty sweet though. Our practice rink. It's uh, brand yo, new. Right? You can find some headphones. Like wireless would be ideal. I think someone out there has it. We just asked. Uh, yeah, it's brand new. We, got, we just got it this year. Uh, yeah, it's got the whole night. Hot tub, cold tub, sauna, steam, everything. 
So urinals and everything. Yeah, they got a couple of urinals, a couple of shredders. Nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, but no synthetic ice. We had it at the NTDP. Thanks. We had it at the NTDP. Like I don't know, uh, not huge area, but we could shoot pucks on it. But you wouldn't put your skates on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever put your skates on and get on it? No. So some of the guys Jordan are doing like uh, um, jumping on like Zoom meeting or go to meeting. You doing anything like that? No. Uh, for what? <laughs> Just to talk. Talk to your buddies. Just socialize. Say hi. No, we've been. Um, no, we've had. What we've been doing? No, I really, I, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, obviously we all play Xbox, Xbox together. Um, had a couple of poker tournaments. Uh, but Social distancing on the poker tournaments? Yeah. No, online. Oh, online. Yeah. Nice. Can you do an individual group on that? A poker tournament? Yeah, poker stars. Yeah, we've been killing it. How long does that take? Are you spending like a couple hours like you would sit at the table? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have to have a half a day to fucking just blow away. Yeah, what's, the, yeah. what's the buy-in with the Minnesota Wild poker table? Uh, you can uh, – I don't know. I think the last one we did was maybe 500 bucks. maybe, our last one. Jeez. Oh, too bad. We could get in on that. Yeah. 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 Every three weeks, I could take, get in on that. Take my I cans take back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, and then two buy yeah, if you want, obviously. But um, yeah, I honestly, I haven't played. I haven't played one since this whole virus situation. But well, I think we got the best poker. <sighs> Best poker. I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I, I've never seen the cat play, but I, I heard Doobie's pretty good for some, for some reason, honestly. He drinks a 30-rack a night. <laughs> Does that help the poker game? <laughs> I'd say. Gives you some balls. You know, all in every time. It also could fucking give everything away, too. So, Jordan, what's some of your Netflix binges? What have you been binging on? Ozark. I just crushed the third season. Of Ozark? Oh, Ozark. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep quiet on that. I haven't got there yet. Yeah, I know. I was about to say something. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool, man. The, the last, uh, the last like uh, dead, episode shut was, your mouth. was pretty intense. Yeah, I'm on like, when that young kid moves in with uh, that crazy lady that has the baby. Oh, so oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he Darlene. Him. That was awesome. Darlene, yeah. She's hot. Oh. <laughs> her eyes are like sunk into the back of her head. So, I guess we'll talk a little hockey with you, Jordan, while we got you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the big thing that we've talked about on the show is a transition from uh, Biggie Bruce to Dino. Um, you know, how has that gone for you and, you know, your teammates? And, um, you know, we talked a lot about Bruce switching up the lines and, you know, that being a huge thing with him. This year, he kind of stayed consistent with it for like a month, actually. So it's kind of He must have heard it because, yeah, <laughs> he did try and go consistent for a little while. Yeah, last year was, was unbelievable. This year, he 
toned it down a little bit. So how things uh, now with Dino on the, at the helm? Uh, it's been good. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's just been a lot different. You know, the culture strategies are are a lot different, just how they are behind the bench. Um, but you know, we didn't change a ton this year, um, especially structure-wise. Um, we didn't change a ton. It was more of just how Dean went about things day in and day out, you know, the, like uh, his interaction with the players and um, just the energy he brought. Um, it was just different. So, you know, anytime there's a change, I feel uh, for whatever reason you have, everyone's excited to play for the coach. Everyone's, um, it's almost a new beginning for guys, you know, so everyone starts, uh, I don't know, has a little bit more uh, <clears throat> motivation, you know, or a fire under their eyes. Yeah. But, uh, so we had, so I think that kind of spoke for our success that we had, you know, right when he came. You know, I think it took us maybe a game or two to get his first win, and then we strung a few together and um, started to play well um, down the stretch. So it was, it's been good. I, I obviously I don't know what's going to happen uh, next year because he's. Uh, He's just our interim head coach right now, but he's been uh, he's been great. Yeah, you guys it's are, uh, oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna say, it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of bizarre. It was seven and two, right when they came. We were in the last, yeah. In the last nine games or ten games. Yeah, yeah, like something like that. Yeah, we, we yeah we were playing great. We yeah, we couldn't. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was fun. It was really good. It was. He, you know, since he's been here, you know, he, you can tell he really wants to win. Like, guys, I swear to God, someone will score for us. And, like, this guy, he goes crazier behind the bench than, like, any of the players. Like, he, he literally, <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, <laughs> yeah, so he gets, like, so it's just fun to, like, want to play for a guy like that. Like, he's just excited as we are and, like just passionate, you know, and even just like his speeches before, like during the game, like, I don't know. He just gets it. You know what I mean? Like he played a bunch of games and he's been around the game for a while. So he just, he gets it. Like he's cool with us. And at the same time, like if someone's screwing off, like he has no problem going up to them and being like, what the hell are you doing? So like, it's good to have that, have a relationship with them like that. And, I don't know. Yeah, he's been – I think he's been great. I think most of the guys would say that. Jordy, I know you probably have no idea when you'll get back on the ice, but have they uh, have they given you any idea, you know, as far as, like, when they when you get that signal, like how much time you'll have to get prepared, like, gonna get, you know, to get back in shape so it doesn't look like beer league hockey out there? <laughs> uh, kind of. I mean, they, they, they – I think they have like a couple um, different formats of how it would go. I heard I heard a bunch of things. So I mean, in reality, I have no idea. But um, I heard there's supposed to be like a I don't know if a month is is right or two weeks or whatever the case is. But basically, another training camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really the only thing I've heard. At the same time, I've heard like they come back with no regular season, only playoffs for like the teams that are already in it. 
I've heard a hundred different things, so I have no clue. Like I swear, I I know just as much as you guys know. It's insane. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So I've got no idea even what to expect. That is the truth. That is something I believe. Yeah, I got no idea. No idea. Yeah. Yeah, when you uh, when the season paused, I can't even remember now. It's been so long. Were you playing with um, Felino and Ak? Who was your line mates at when they paused it? A long time ago, right? Boudreaux was the coach there for a while, so you got to think a little bit. Um, I remember uh, who was I playing with? They had switched it up and they had you with Stall a couple times, but I know my last. Going into our Vegas game, I, I was, was supposed to, I was supposed to be playing with going into the Vegas game. I remember I was supposed to be playing with uh, Stahl and Fiala. Before that, I know that wasn't my line. Before uh, in the Anaheim game, the game that we finished with, um, but yeah, I've got no clue. Yeah, so Edgar probably and Foligno. Yeah, I guess the follow. Go ahead, Pat. Jordan, is that is that something like I can remember, you know, when I played hockey that, uh, um, you know, the coach would switch up the lines and sometimes it was like, you know, you know, now that you look, I'm older and I look at it, it's for the chemistry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got pushed down the line, let's say from the third to fourth or from, you know, the second to the fourth, um, it really did something to me. It kind of, you know, pissed me off a little bit and. Um, I went into practice that day, you know, not giving a fuck. Um, you know, in watching the NHL and watching you play and how much the lines change, is it something that, you know, impacts you or, you you know, it doesn't really matter because, you know, you have to produce no matter what, right? Um, yeah, you just yeah. – it's kind of produce is what your mentality is, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think most coaches – I don't know. Lines change for a hundred different reasons, but yeah. But for me, like whether I'm on the first line or the fourth line, like if I'm playing really well in the game and we're losing and there's 15 minutes left to go, I'm gonna play more than someone who's on the. If I'm on the fourth line, I'm playing the best. I'm I'm gonna be playing more than someone's on the second line or first line who's not playing very well. You know. So, like, that's what, for me, like, that's how I look at it. So, like, whether I start on the first line, the fourth line, like, if I'm playing well, I'm playing really well, like, I'll play a lot. So, like, who cares? That's yeah. kind of how I look at it. I mean, I don't know if that's a bad way to look at it or not, but for me, like, that's that's just the way I look at it. Because, I mean, I know a lot of other people look at it, like, they move, move from the first line to the third line, like, oh, coach is pissed at me, like, I'm not playing well, like, then you're just about to get in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's like, what I was wondering if it gets into your head. But on the on, on what you just said, on the other side of that coin, the you know the third fourth line at, for the Minnesota Wild, anyways, they're always matched up against. I mean, usually Uac and uh, Felino are matched up against the top line. So um, you're. It seems like you play a little bit more, or at least even with the first line, right? Because they match you guys up. Right, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, well, I think we spread out the ice time pretty well, honestly. Um, we 
because yeah, like you said, I, I mean, for most of the time that I've been played against the other team's top lines, so especially at home when you can match lines, right? So I find myself playing a lot more at home, um, especially if you're on the third or fourth line, um, which is always the case. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean. I think uh, it'd be crazy if I said you don't think about it at all when you get moved from the first line to the third line. Like, of course you do. But for me, like, I don't know. what I don't know. It's not a huge deal, like I said. When are you yeah. finding out? Are they uh, telling you in the pregame skate, or do you find out right before the game when they put the lineup up? Uh, no, lineup goes up. I mean, it depends. Like, if you're playing, like, back – Basically, if you don't have a practice in between two games, like you're going to practice with the guys you're going to play with the next game, right? So you'll know in practice the night before. But if not, if you don't have a practice in between, it's like it's up when you go in for morning skate. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, put yourself in the coach's shoes. Um, You know, there's three, four of them. You got the GMs. They got meetings. Um, Let's say, you know, us four guys here on the podcast – Uh, coaches and you know I think every team you know is to the point where we could put the lines together based on that team so to me the NHL I mean there's you got lines like the uh, Boston Bruins, Pasternak, Marchand Um, you got those lines you got Tampa's got a line I mean Ovechkin don't get me wrong there's lines in the NHL that stay the same but with teams that you know, are in the middle of the pack or lower of the, you know, down the bottom of the barrel um, to switch up your lines based on the opposition team. Um, I think, I mean, what else, what else can you do if you're, if you're not winning, right? I mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a big, kind of a big fan of switching up lines, I guess. Um, if nothing's happening, I, I don't know what else you can do. Um, stand yeah. there and, but fucking lemonade in the water bottles and Powerade. I don't know. You you have to. It, it seems to me that's a desperation, right? You you don't know what the fuck to do, so we just we just change some shit up. Yeah. Me, I, no, I, I, I never I never appreciated that because you don't know why the fuck you're. You know, it's one thing to change it up and move to third, but at least tell me why. Right? It's the communication part. If I understand why you're doing it, then I may not take it as personal. If you just move me off the power play and out into fucking, you know, the left bleacher, I'm going, you know, what the fuck just happened? And there's no communication as to, to why. Right? Mm-hmm. So to Get me, your fucking ass out there. Shut up. <laughs> They're probably not telling you why. Rob, is that, is that why? Uh, Rob, is that Robbie? Is that why you uh, hit me from behind and broke my arm when I took your spot in the power play in high school? Oh, now it comes. Bad blood. Pest. Hey. Now it comes out. Now it comes out. Fucking a. Look, those were different days. We played fucking hard. hard. We played hard in practice in those days. You just don't do that anymore. We, we were fighting for spots. Jordan, uh, speaking of fighting, back, you got involved in some fights this year, and um, I guess one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, uh, you know, I had been in some fights in, in indoor lacrosse, and I, one of the things that I remember most out of the fights were how fucking tired I was when I went to the penalty box. Like, mm-hmm. how exhausted are you after the fight? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's tiny as hell. Uh, <laughs> just like, I don't want to go back out there. I think they gave me five minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. I, uh, yeah, when I fought Boyle, that was probably, that was tiring, really tiring. Um, so, yeah, I try and keep them short, uh, but <laughs> it's not that bad, honestly. Like, I was kind of nervous for my first one. Um, but, like... I don't know. You do it. I remember my first boil. Like I just, I remember going there, just like, all right, dude, just don't get knocked out, bro. Just find a way. Like, and then after that, it's just kind of like nothing crazy. Like if I were to go wrestle JD. Hey, Christopher, you watching you fight. Hold on. What did he say to you at the end of that? He was like, "Good job, kid." Or something. Who? Boyle. Yeah, he said, like, good fight, buddy, or something like that. Classic. Class act. Ryan Boyle is a class act. That's how it's done, man. Yeah. But I can say, Jordan, that you have definitely, you know, I think the guys up here can agree that you've progressed in your fighting, your your swagger, your, the, um, the way you kind of, um, you know, maneuver and grab on has significantly improved. And, you know, I think – that's only something you're going to get better at as you go. The Darnell Nurse fight, um, it looked like you needed two blades, but uh, you popped him in the face. Um, it was a good fight. I, I you know, I actually, uh, I could bander either ways. He, did, he didn't hit you, but. Uh, There's no love loss say, in that one. You're, you're getting better. I mean, definitely can manhandle people and. It shows in your game, and actually, when you get aggressive and in in that beast mode, it uh, you play much better. Hell yeah! Yeah. How uh, how how annoying is it when you get face washed after every fucking <laughs> scrum in the front of the net? Like, you know, it's yeah. like somebody just gets you a cheap shot in the chin or fucking. You're talking to the four guys that played hockey. That if anyone face rubbed us, it was on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there we I, go. I, I mean, is I that true? All four of us, someone yeah. did anything. It happens all the time, like every scrum. I swing my. I know, stick and like I learned that. Like, I learned that. I kind of learned that late, honestly. Like, I probably just learned that this year. Um, I actually learned it when we were playing Vegas. I had, uh, like, I was gonna be in front of the net all the time. Just like I end up there, whatever. Like, I just go there and just kind of, I don't know, I just just stand there, you know what I mean? Grab a guy, whatever, no big deal. Like, But I don't want to get yeah. called for But, like, these guys, like, you can actually give a shot and, like, the ref will just, like, fine. So, like, I remember one time, England, England is actually, <clears throat> dude, this guy's he's like, I don't even know, he looks like he's 60, but this guy is a tough <laughs> A tough oh, yeah. guy. Black beard, yeah, like yeah. Rob's age. Rob's age. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was in front of that one time. I grabbed him, and he he just gave me a right hook right to the chin. <laughs> and after that, I was like, all right, dude, like anything. Like, you, you get one punch. You get one punch to the chin, and then that's it. And uh, <laughs> so now I uh, – but it took me a little bit a little bit to learn, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's when I learned that you can kind of give it to someone in front of the net. He gets one, and you get one, and that's pretty much it. Jordan, we're we're obviously your biggest Jordan. Fan how, how good how good is the body? Yeah, yeah, we obviously are. I mean, 
but uh, I still think you're just a little kid skating on the <laughs> pond still. But yeah, yeah. How, how good is the uh, how good's the body as a positive of this situation? How good's the body feeling at this point? I mean, I know that you know normally this time of year you're probably feeling pretty banged up and stuff. So is that kind of one of the positive things you get your body back in order? And if you get a kind of a stretch run going here in July and August, maybe you'll be uh, flying all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm rested, um, but I don't know. It's I uh, not being able to work out and do much. It's uh, you kind of wonder what it's going to be like when you start getting back into things. But I mean, obviously I'm staying active and stuff, so that helps. But um, I think uh, some sometimes when you come back from a long break and you just get into things like you haven't been thinking about hockey, like you just get into it. I think that's sometimes when you play like your best hockey, you know. So I think um, I'm at, I'm actually pretty excited, honestly. I hope I hope it does come back and we're able to play like at least finish the the regular season and, and like continue with the push that we we're making. Because I don't know, I think guys will be fired up to play, you know, since we've been off for so long. Um, it'd be cool. Like usually, guys are like, "Oh my god!" Like. Yeah, let's get into the playoffs, but like, damn, I'm tired. Like, you know, but like now, like everyone's been rested, everyone's gonna be fired up to want to go, and like, you know what I mean? I think the most the frustrating thing for the for you and the Wild players is that you guys were one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, yeah. At the point of the pause, I mean, you guys were winning a lot of games. You only had lost a couple games in in the stretch that you had there. Um, things are going really well. The guys, I mean, Fialo is having a awesome season uh, he really came out of nowhere i don't know what happened like maybe a quarter ways through the season he scored like a couple goals and then from there he was like look at this fucking guy he's just putting the puck in the back of the net um you know koivu came came back he got a goal he he went on a tear fiala or not fiala um felino had his little stint like everybody had their little spurt there where they showed some promise for the for the offense on your team and um, Staylock came in, played awesome, um, mm-hmm. took the spot from Dubes for a while. And, you know, it just seems like you guys were really destined to win some games at the, you know, 12 games less left in the season or whatever it was, um, you know, looking for that wild card spot. So that must have been pretty frustrating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. We were, yeah, like you said, there's a bunch of guys. We were playing really well. Like we just, we were fighting ways. Kev was great. Kev helped us out a ton. Um, I was playing great. Um, so, yeah, it is. It, it, it was definitely frustrating for us just because, you know, we were feeling good, like things were going well. And then it just stops like that quickly, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but I don't know. This is uh, obviously not something that. Yeah, I'll make one comment, and that's everybody's fired mm-hmm. up to get back into NHL, right? So everybody's yeah. back on the ice. but. What I was going to say is, you know, we're obviously your, you know, your biggest fans. Um, but to me, I've been waiting to see this confidence coming from you. You can see it on the ice. You can just, you can just see the difference in your game, man. So I can't wait to see yeah. you back on the ice. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I don't know, I think confidence is, it's like the biggest, um, I don't know. If you don't have confidence, like, I don't care who you are. 
Like you're not gonna like you. I, I don't think you're gonna. You won't. It's it's too hard like to play well if you have confidence. And I think that really only comes with experience, you know. And I think I'm kind of at a at a spot where I've been here. I don't know two, two and a half, three years now, where like. I just found like confidence, you know, and I still lose it all the time. Like I, I have a one game, two games, and I play well a third game, and then my problem always is like, I have a bad game one game, and then like my confidence is gone for like six games. You know what I mean? So like, that's like, I don't know. When I'm playing my best, I have a ton of confidence, and when I'm not playing well, it's because I'm not confident. Like. I can almost tell you how I'm going to play before I go into a game. Just And I don't know. I do things now to help me get confidence. And Do you um, – uh, I know what helped Rob during high school to get confidence during intermission was a, a hot dog and a Coke. Have you tried to right. <laughs> Nachos or anything like Nachos, that? Have you tried that, that in between? Pat used to beat off. <laughs> Before his period, it beat off, and it just kind of loosened up the legs and the hip yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Gordon, <laughs> um, let's, let's put a little plug in for Club 11 in Miami. Can you tell us a little bit about Club 11? <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you heard of um, it anyways? Have you ever been? We all went to Miami, the guys on the podcast a couple weeks ago, went to Club 11. Have you ever been there? Stayed at the Clevelander. Uh, stayed at. The- <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what eleven is. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. It's. Uh, Good place. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the it's kind. Fun. It's all. T- it's all time. It's. Good uh, food. Good food. <laughs> um, yeah. What's that? It's big Definitely going to make an appearance at some point, for sure. Oh, I thought you said it's a good place to take your parents. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> it's a good family establishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the kids, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> nice. So you got a yeah. Peloton coming. Uh, you'll be getting on that motherfucker, getting the legs going. A little Fortnite. What else is going to happen? Maybe order some pizza, throw in an upper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tonight not much. I got uh, a couple of my buddies here. My brothers here. We will probably, if I had to guess, we'll either play darts. You guys been playing darts, right? Yeah, I got a dart board, so we play some darts. I kind of died the, down. Who's a the best bit. at darts there? Who's winning? Or who's who would you say is the best besides you? Besides, yeah, you. <laughs> John, I, I, no, I used to be a good dart player in my day. I never lost, de- so it depends. But JD is actually pretty good. Is he? If JD's playing well, he's good. Well, yeah. so let's back yeah, that up. If he's drunk, he's when, playing good, right? When's JD coming into Toronto? When's he going to get into the league? I don't know. I think uh, I think he's got to go back to school for another year. Yeah. And then uh, see what happens. Is he doing a lot of online work or when he's at your house? 
Yeah, all these guys are, honestly. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That will help with the math if they need it. It's pretty good yeah. at subtraction. Yeah, packing <laughs> Yeah, they all, these guys are, like, on their computers and, like, a, and all in class and shit. It's crazy. It's nice. I can't believe it. But well, yeah, they go, they, they do it. For the listeners that don't know, JD is uh, Jordan's brother. He was up in Maine playing for the Black Bears this year. And obviously his season got cut short. Not much though, right? Because they, were, were they going to make the playoffs? Yeah, they were uh, up yeah. there. I mean, they did pretty well. It was actually a big year for you, our University of Maine Black Bears. Um, they had a pretty good team, and I think they beat your old college, right? Did uh, Maine beat BU, yes. I think? I, mean, uh, I don't think they beat UMass. But, uh, yeah, I think they beat BU. BC was the toughest in the uh, hockey East. But, uh, yeah, Maine did pretty well. So I think he's going to go back there for one more year. And maybe you see a big Jordan, you see a big difference between um, playing in college. Obviously, it's there's no money involved and maybe a little less pressure just playing for the college to win, um, opposed to coming into contracts. Like obviously, you're in a contract year this year. A lot more pressure on you to produce, to score. Um, you know, especially you know like a contract year. Like for you, you see a big difference. Like I know when I was playing in college. You know, it was just more focused on the team and winning, and you didn't have the business side of it to deal with, and it was just all about the game. And now you have to deal with the business side as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot different, honestly. Um, and I'm still even getting used to it. Because um, for me, yeah, I don't really think a ton about the business side of it um, yet. I mean. Even the, I don't know, making money part and any of it, you know, I just, I'm 23, you know, I just really want to play hockey. So, I don't oh, know. They like you guys? They, yeah, they do it weekly. Oh, okay. uh, we have pretty okay. much stuff. Are you guys and, getting paid uh, now, though? How's that work? You got to wait for the rest of the season to get a check or pretty much, right? Uh, no, we're getting paid right now. Oh, nice. you still get paid? Yeah. Um, I forget what we were talking about before. Oh, the business side, yeah. It was, yeah, it, yeah. It was definitely hard to get used to it. it, and I'm still getting, I'm still getting used to it. We still have all these NHL meetings, like, and I don't understand any of it, honestly. But yeah, just like going from college to here, it's, it's not even close. It's, it's so much different. But it's been good. It's been. uh um, a lot of downtime, obviously. Travel a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, a bunch of guys have families, you know, so I'm just kind of chilling. And <laughs> they all a, have like. That's a 23 year old. What, what's it like to travel, you know, North, North America and see all these cities? And, you know, what, what are some of the cool experiences outside of hockey? You guys get to party ever? Uh, not really. <laughs> we don't, uh, not a ton. Yeah. We, um, we go, I don't know, like, obviously going to, going to Vegas and Cali is great, but 
I don't know. We have like a bunch of like team trips, especially before the season. Um, like we went to Vail, Colorado this year. That was pretty sweet. Um, the red mountain have... came into effect, right? It did. I think the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, let me think here. Yeah, because we went whitewater rafting, I think, while we are out there. Yeah, the Red Helmet, the player of the game after each game, and you went golfing Minnesota Lyle there. Right, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that was out there. Because, <laughs> you guys went yeah. to the gay strip club and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so that was a cool trip. <laughs> you stay in the Vail Village? What's that? Did you stay down in the Vail Village? Uh... Yeah, I don't know where we stayed. We uh, it was like a ski resort kind of. It was like the Ritz. I don't know, Ritz Carlton something. Yeah, it's a pretty cool know. little town. Yeah, we did a bunch of uh, we did a bunch of golfing while we were there. Did whitewater rafting. I took the option on that. What else did we do? It was fun. It was a great time though. Actually, a hell of a time. Now, what else did we do last year? Last year we went to. Where the hell we go? At the end of the year, we had a sick thing that we did. Oh, we went to the finals for the March Madness. That was sweet. Because it was here. They played, it was, uh, who was it? Virginia? Virginia beat someone, I think, right? Derek? <laughs> yeah. We went and watched. It was Virginia. Yeah, it was actually sick. And, uh, yeah. You did the military thing, uh you got oh, shot yeah, with a paintball in the fucking eye by Felino. Can you do that? Too? <laughs> yeah, we did. That was actually pretty sweet too. We went up in those helicopters. What are those called? Apache helicopters or something? Apaches. I flew one in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, we uh, yeah, we did that. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good time. I took a bullet in the nose. Yeah. Um, I took one right here one time. It fucking hurts. That explains. What what was it? Oh my god. What was it? Like a paintball? Paintball, yeah. BB. Dude, this was like <laughs> this was like a metal like <laughs> it's stuck in like, your nose, right? What? It was stuck in your nose, right? Dude. Yeah. This was the craziest thing that's ever happened. It was a BB. I mean, I've seen a BB, and it wasn't a BB, but, like, it might as well have been. It was, like, a a pellet, but, yeah, but metal. A metal pellet. That's what they are, yeah, metal. Big B. Dude, and we we had to go into this building. It's like a huge blackhead in his nose. (laughs) We, we, We had to go into this building. And do like a raid, right? And then these guys, the damn, I don't know, the army guys or whatever, they were inside and we had to take them down. Militia. Dude, so we go in there. We're supposed to be calling all these damn signs. I forget who was in front of me, dude. Uh, But I'm number two. And I don't even remember who it was. But this guy goes in first. First room, there's like a... Table flipped over on the right corner, and we have to go through another door. And he goes to the right, or he goes to the, I don't fucking know. Anyway, he like looked to the right and he was like, Yo, room's clear, don't worry. So I'm chilling. Like, I put my gun down, all guards off. 
I go around the table to the table. I'm thinking I'm going to hide behind the table. And dude, I'm like from here to like this computer and this guy pops up and just unloads like three BBs at me, dude. And like two of them hit me in the nose. And I, I immediately, I like throw my gun. I bust out the back door and I'm like, fuck, like, and I'm like trying not tears coming down my fucking eyes. Like this thing hurt. And I step outside. They've got like medical, I'm bleeding everywhere. The medical team comes over. They look at it, like clean the blood off or whatever. They're like, yeah, you know, you're good. Like no big deal. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you're good. No problem. So I was like, it'll heal in like a couple weeks. I was like, okay. So I'm just hanging around and like, I have this huge nose dude and like a hole in my nose and I'm just walking around with this thing for like three weeks. Doc lodged in his fucking nose. Yeah. So I go to the doctor, I go to the fucking doctor and he's like sticking his finger up my nose, like feeling my nose. He's like, dude, (laughs) there's something wrong with you. No, I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, He gives me an x-ray, and he's like, dude, that thing's still in there. And, dude, this guy took tweezers, bro. And he, he like, had his damn foot on my thing, pulling this thing out. It was nuts, dude. And then eventually it came out. It was, it was fucking terrible, terrible pain. Yeah, yeah it was a good right. time. Look it off. Hell of a time. Oh. We, we had our team services guy. We had our team services guy, and we had, like, everyone on, like, it was, like, a size of the football field. And uh, we're probably, like, 10 yards away from each other. Ah, like, 20. And someone bet him. Like, we said, all right, Whitey, everyone's going to put in, like, 500 bucks. You run down and back with nothing on. We're shooting you. We'll all give you 500 miles, <laughs> and we did it, dude. And it, this guy had so many bruises the next day, like <laughs> it was crazy. I could not believe this guy did it. He does some of the craziest shit, dude. You're training, he's our team services guy. Like, he just, I yeah. don't know, he's good. He makes sure lit him up with fucking pellets. Oh, lit him up, and he'd go through, and then like through the finish line, and guys just would <laughs> just keep going at him. It was nuts, dude. Crazy. <laughs> Money, five hundred bucks a piece. You're fucking right. I would be too. I'd, I'd have to get a job, but I'd do it. I forget what he had on. It was hilarious, dude. Uh, he's hilarious. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, there's some good times, honestly. Vegas yeah. is always a good trip. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Good experience to travel to those cities, you know. I'm sure, like, when, before you got in the league, there was probably a lot of these cities that you hadn't been to. Um, so it's kind of cool just to travel and see those things. But I'm sure after a while it gets a little tiring. Every other day you're getting on a flight or traveling somewhere. Even unpack your shit. <laughs> Uh, in the hotel? I mean, like, you got a bag packed for these. I mean, you're traveling, like, fucking oh, every other oh, day. Oh, do I unpack it? No, I actually don't. I literally <laughs> come back, and I just I just leave it in my closet. And the next time we leave, I just grab it and go. Why are you going for parlays? That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally don't even unpack it. But, yeah, it's pretty fun, though, honestly. I love getting on the plane, playing cards and stuff. I love it. 
It's the best time, I think. No doubt. (laughs) Team building. Hey, Jordan, thanks for coming on, man. Um, I know you're just kind of waiting for the season to start and get the word of what's going on. And this shit's kind of crazy that's happening right now. No one really knows what the fuck's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But hopefully you can uh, get it going again. I think. I think I might have missed one wild game this year, so my wife's been pretty happy that I've spent some more quality time. (laughs) (laughs) I love watching you play and, um, you know, really got to know the team just by watching all the games. And, uh, you know, the team's looking great. And wish you the best of luck this year, buddy. Contract here. Yeah, Yeah, thanks a lot, fellas. Thanks for having me. get her going. Yes, sir. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for coming on, Jordan. Say hello to JD. Will do. See you, buddy. Um, I don't know how the hell to get off this thing. Ah, stay on. Ah. <laughs> we'll watch you play Fortnite for a little while. Golf. Box I am playing game. golf. We'll have to play some golf this summer. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be I'm great. Golf, actually. You know, I, I played golf with Jordan a few times, and he's never beat me. So, he thinks he can beat me. He's never have. Um, he said this year he's going to, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's great to have him on. Um, not much going on. He's just staying at home. It kind of sucks for everyone, right? Pro athletes, Big little time. fucking peasants like us. Um, nothing. Even the tennis match is canceled. There's nothing going on. Um, stinks. Yeah, I think uh, great time, Jordan. Uh, it's been a little while since we had him on the show, so it's good to talk to him again. Even though the season's not going on, get a little insight what's going on with him. And you know, like we talked about, sucks a while. Was playing pretty well at the end there. I don't know how these teams are going to come back from. I mean, he's ordering a Peloton now. Uh, what's his name? Hartman ordered a Peloton. Like he got his last week, so. How much, how much like game shape are they going to be in when they come back? You know, give them like yeah. a week of training camp and yeah. say, let's go. That's why I was wondering how long they would give them to kind of get back in shape. But it makes you this whole situation kind of like, you know, it's a really shitty situation, but it puts in perspective, like, you know, kind of the stuff that you take for granted in life and that you, uh, you know, you admit like I sports play such a huge factor, like in my psyche and like my happiness as far as like, you know, what's going on day to day. And I can't tell you how much I miss all kinds of sports, hockey, you know, obviously massively, but it's really crazy. You know, yeah. Baseball. I mean, I'd be looking so forward to, you know, sitting down at the end of the night and just having, you know, play the nachos on a Saturday night and a, and a cold beer and watching a Yankees game, you know, like it's just all that stuff. I mean, it's just, you admit like the tiniest things like walking out of my, uh, like walking out of my office on a Friday and smelling like Sergi's pizza and shit in the air, you know, like, you don't even, there's nothing going on anymore. Like, it's just, it's so weird. Like tiniest little things that this is making you realize that you uh, took for granted, you know, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. And according to the recent reports, there's a possibility that the return could come sometime in July. Um, yeah, let's do a little around the reef here, boy. Hey, this is Derek D. Train. He too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by At Second String Leather Company. Vintage goalie gear is revived, repurposed, and restitched into one of a kind, handcrafted leather goods. 
Each collection has been hand-selected and shares a unique journey from early morning practices to championship games. Each piece has a story to tell and memories to share. Timeless products forged from full grain oil tanned leather paired with a unique blend of vintage gear. Boys, and uh, yeah. like Pat just said there, we'll take the first topic of the round the rink and Second string, uh, talk about what came out with the NHL said that their possibility of them coming Bill back in, uh, the of in the July, and if they came back in July, they would have time to play the rest of the season, which is basically 10 or 12 games, depending on the team, and then um, they would have the playoffs in September um, and conclude by, I think, at the end of September, beginning of October. Um, they would have a one, I think they said a one week training camp at the beginning of July, uh, maybe yeah. two weeks, and they would start the season in the middle of July, go, th go through July and August to finish out the season and then get into playoffs. So that's something they're throwing around now. Um, obviously, they're trying to uh, figure out the rink situations for these teams because obviously they have concerts and all kinds of shit booked later in the year in these rinks. Basketball. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the scheduling issue is what they're really looking at and seeing how far out they can go um, before they probably cancel it, right? So, I mean, they're hoping the country opens back up in May. Um, I the think world? that, yeah, the world. I mean, if that happens, <laughs> you know, gives you June yeah. to kind of clear things out and get going again. Yeah, the, the whole situation is obviously fluid, right? It's just no one knows. But I, I give credit to the NHL um, trying to organize something to put in place. I mean, you know, what else do they have to do? You might as well try to, you know, implement, you know, you know, training camp, um, finish the season, um, playoffs, and then, you know, draft, free agency, and then start the, the season, the 2021 season which is, you know, they have a very limited window to do that. And, uh, you know, who knows? Like I said, the, the whole situation is no one knows. We can all banter that for hours and hours, each of us. Um, but I think it's the right step to take going forward. Why, why not um, try to put something in place, start organizing it, and maybe it would happen. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't. But – if everything's fine, then all the ducks are in a row. So, you know, the NHL's the, the, what they're proposing is, you know, training camp early July, um, you know, finish the 2019, 20 season, uh, late July and then playoffs, uh, August and September, um, with the draft and free agency in October and then getting ready right back into the, uh, 2021 season in November. So, it's it's pretty uh, if if it falls in place, th these guys Jordan, um, the NHL players will be pretty busy. Um, the whole front staff of teams, uh, organizations, everything AHL, um, it'll be pretty busy. But uh, you know these guys are you know NHL players are taking a few few months off here since it happened. I think the pause took place March twelfth, and um, you know most of these guys go back to Boston or the Northeast. Um, Canada, wherever they're from, and uh, just kind of relax and hang out. But uh, with this proposal, 
it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So th- this little break that they have is the only time they have. And then it's, it's straight back to the 2021 season. So um, I don't know, you know, as hockey players, as a hockey podcast, we're hoping for that. Right. I mean, who straight you know, hockey. Gonna, yeah. Who, who doesn't want to see the Stanley cup come out of the case? Um, someone raise that. It sucks when it doesn't happen. Um, but at, like I said, Let's organize something, right? Let's organize something in case we pray that everything goes back to normal and it's there. But like I said, it's better than just sitting on our hands and saying, what are we going to do? You know, let's let's organize something. I think one of the most challenging things that for the front office is going to be, how are they going to get people signed for the 21 season, 2021 season when it ends in end of September and you're, when's preseason start? November? Or do you got like a month to sign all your players and your draft picks and all that kind of shit and try to figure out your organizational bullshit in a month? Um, and then you got guys that probably are going to want to hold out a little bit to get their contract. So, I mean, yeah, that's not well, much of a window. Yeah, I hear you. But the one thing that they got a leg up on was that the uh, college season ended, OHL, um, USHL, all these, all, all the leagues just stopped, right? So they, they had the chance to sign these guys, figure out, you know, what they're going to do going forward. So they, they got that, the, the new guys coming in all figured out. Now it's, you know, what do we have with the players that are here currently and what do we need to sign? And this is what we have. This is what we can offer because they already got that leg up. So it's kind of, uh, it's you know, kind of flip-flopped, right? So the, EC, the ECA or the NCAA, they got those guys signed early, and now it's the NHL players. I don't know. I, it's it's tough. It sucks. I, ho- I hope something happens. Well, so let's say the, you know, best-case scenario does happen, and, you know, they're able to proceed with the that they do have. You know, under that scenario, 16 of the teams are done, right? And that includes the Wild. So in the Eastern Conference, you know, they have – I'll just go through this scenario, but they have the Bruins playing the Islanders. Wild card. Um, Bruins being the Atlantic number one versus the Wild card number two in the Islanders. They would have, uh, you know, in the Eastern Conference, they'd have Tampa – with sitting at Atlantic number two, playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, Atlantic number three. Then you'd have the Capitals playing the Hurricanes, which would be the number one wild card. The Flyers playing the, the Penguins. That's for the Eastern Conference. And in the Western right. Conference, they'd have the Blues playing the Flames. Flames wild being the wild card two. Uh, Avalanche playing the Stars. Vegas playing the Predators with the wild card spot number one. Uh, Oilers, uh, Oilers playing the Canucks. So, you know, right away, even if this does, Drop best case scenario, yeah. there's a lot of teams that were fucking coming in hot. We don't know how that would have worked out, you know. So, in this scenario, the Minnesota Wild that were coming on fucking strong are just. The Blues last year, prime example, right? Yep. Yep. All right, let's go to round the rink number two. Robbie, what do you got for us this week, man? 
Yeah, um, you know, my topic was I, I'm still kind of confused as to why the NHL commissioners would have the meeting on the uh, emergency backup goalie. There's two sides to that, right? So, you know, basically with the, the last two um, examples of the emergency backup goalie playing and actually being the fucking stories, right? So you have the Chicago Blackhawks and the Foster in 2018, and then you have uh, David Ayers this year with Carolina. So to me, you know, it's exposing the fact that these goalies are coming in and winning out of fucking left air, you know, out of, you know, nowhere. These guys are coming in from nowhere, winning the games, and being the entire fucking story. So if you look at the, you know, the, the conversation around the emergency backup goalie, the NHL clearly sees that, you know, what the fuck's going on? You're bringing in these backup goalies. They're playing fucking well and winning games. And everyone is looking at these goalies like, you know, what the fuck just happened, right? Yeah. These goalies literally came out of nowhere. Foster was a fucking accountant. During the day, he was account do, being an accountant. And at night, he got called in to play for the Chicago Blackhawks. David Ayers, you know, everybody knows David Ayers' story. He was a Zamboni driver. Um, Bobby Butler. Bobby Butler got to play, you know, and, and, and won a game. This guy is a fucking – went to the Hall of Fame simply because he was the oldest guy to ever play his first NHL game. Yeah. So – you know, what, what are they trying to change it to? Did you read that, read up on that at all? Do you know? I, I did. They were almost embarrassed because these guys, you know, <laughs> there is no sport outside of hockey that, you know, the, the example is uh, in, uh, NFL quarterback, right? The NFL, if they lose their first two quarterbacks, are not going downtown to pick up the next fucking guy that can throw a pixie, right? So that's what it was. It was exposing – the fact that, you know, these guys came out of nowhere and they played fucking well. And uh, so it's a flaw in the system, right? How can you be an accountant by day or a Zamboni by day and then come in and win a fucking NHL game? Right? I, I mean, I think it's bad for the NHL to, to change it, honestly, just because look at the press they got. I think – uh, baseball bad. fans, football fans, uh, fans that are not NHL fans um, read about this story, right? So um, it was all over everything. You know, he was on the late night show. He was on uh, news organizations. He was on everything but sports on top of sports channels. So I think it's really good for the NHL, but – we're sitting here as four guys. What would you do as, you know, the players association? I don't think there's any other, I don't think there's any other thing you can do, right? You have, you know, NHL teams have the opportunity to dress two, three goalies. Two of them get hurt or all three of them get hurt. What do you do? Are you going to put your defensive, you know, put the pads on the defenseman? Um, the, what are you going to do? I, I, I think just leave it the way it is. It's a great story. Fucking It'd be embarrassing if they did that. 
because the defense. And that's, what, that's what Rob was saying. The NHL is a little embarrassed. That, yeah, oh my but God, these guys have played cool. hockey, right? So they're not, you know, yeah, exactly. like we talk about, they're not goalies that are coming in that have never really played and they're just accountants. I mean, these guys have pretty good backgrounds to even be considered for that position. So, I mean, I don't think you can take a player off the bench to put pads on them because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I think it's, I think it's pretty nothing. cool. Man. I actually think they should never change it. It's a pretty cool situation. I mean, let's, let's not forget how fucking rare it is. I mean, that you're going to injure two goalies in a game, right? I mean, it's getting some press because, you know, it happened this year and a guy, you know, made some saves and, and won a game, but this does not happen. I mean, if you look at the statistics of how often this happens, it's pretty fucking rare. I mean, so um, it's not like a big, it's not like a big rule that needs a bunch of, uh, needs to be addressed in a big way. I think it's a neat little, you know, it's, it's like a strange rule in golf some, or something, you know what I mean? That comes out only in the masters when somebody, you know, hits the ball out of bounds and is sitting on top of a fucking pine cone or something, you know, like it's just, it's the same, it's the same thing. You know, it's like, it's so rare that it happens. It's a neat little quirky rule of the NHL. And I, I don't think they should change anything. I think it brings, brings a good little niche to the game. I think it's, I think it's neat. Yeah. And it's really cool when it happens, you know, everybody kind of wants to see what happened and it's a good news story for the NHL, a good press point. And this guy that won a game, I mean, it changed his life. I mean, that's something that he'll never forget. You know, it's probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to him in his life. Right. So, I mean, good for him. Well, oh, so, yeah. you know, background on airs, he got called up one time as an emergency goalie for the uh, Charlotte checkers. The AHL affiliate. So it's not his first time getting called as an emergency goalie, but no, you know no, what? No. What I would say to that is, it, it exposes this. You know, and, and the scouts aren't perfect. They're they're looking for the best person, but a lot of people are being overlooked, right? And it shows that, you know, again to me in my mind, it shows the the flaw in the scouting. Right. There's a ton of solid people. I mean, we know this. I mean, none of us are spectacular, but coming out of the Canton system, there are guys that we know personally that could have gone on and done some great things in the NHL. Um, so to me, the thing that I see there is the fact that, you know, these people were overlooked and they're NHL caliber. Um, you know, so I think that's the sore eye that the NHL was trying that, that to me, that's why they called the meeting. Hey, you know, the story is now about these guys that are being called out of their everyday jobs, stepping in and playing an NHL game and winning and having success. Like you said, Mark, you know, it changed this guy's life. I mean, he's all over every media show on the fucking planet right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. drafting, drafting and scouting players is an imperfect science. I mean, you look at any sport there is, look at the NFL, I mean – this year you're going to have, you know, coming into the, you know, like in the NFL, you're going to have three former first round draft picks that are, you know, free agents right now, you know, that are looking for a new squad. Um, you got like, you know, a third of the rosters in the NFL that are made up of undrafted free agents. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you, how you uh, better the system, I guess, you know, but it's, it's an imperfect science. I don't, I don't know why a lot of players get overlooked. I think too many, I think too much gets per gets put on like the you know the tangibles of a player you know the height weight speed you know that kind of stuff and not enough in every single sport gets put on the intangibles you know the heart the desire you know their you know their injury you know I don't think enough 
gets put on like how how uh, durable a player is, um, you know, things like that. So it's it's it, like I say, I, I keep repeating, it's just an imperfect science. So it's uh, yeah. I, I yeah. hope the rule I hope the rule stays the same. It doesn't get used often. I mean, it's not like every four games an emergency goaltender is getting rolled out there. So it's I think it's I think it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, if you take these guys and you put them in that every night, they're going to be Swiss cheese. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're not going to be fucking winning games. It was, a, you know, every time – sports is is odd. Sometimes you can just win a game um, with a little bit of luck and make a couple saves, you know. These guys aren't going to come in. They're, they're not overlooked, and they're not going to be the next fucking Tuka Rask, you know. Absolutely, man. It's just that's the way well, sports that's, is. That's well said, Mark, because, like – and, and, and like in pro sports, you know, it's all about like you get film on a player, you know, like so they start, start getting film on fucking one of these guys. They're going to be like you say, Swiss cheese. So I think it's cool. You know, it's, it, happens, it happens very, it happens very rarely. Uh, you know, it's not something that's common, commonplace every day. So it's yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, let's get into the uh, go ahead, Rob. What do you got? I was going to say it's definitely true. You know, uh, one more comment, you know, I, I think the big thing was is. He was from the Toronto Marlies organization playing against the Maple Leafs. He made some big saves on a kid like Austin Matthews. You know, so, you know, obviously that gets talked up. That's the rest of the story. They had some guy on social media practically crying because the guy fucking, because the Maple Leafs lost to this guy. You know, so it gets sensationalized, and you're right. If he played fucking 80 games, it'd be a different story. But yeah. the fact that he can come in one night and be the story, it's I a really story. story. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, run the rig number cool. three, Pat. What do you got tonight, man? Uh, I was just, uh, you know, what do you guys think on uh, going off tangent into football? Do you guys think Tom Brady will play a full, full season this year or will he get hurt? Um, I'll, I don't think Tom Brady will get hurt. I don't think he's one of those guys that gets hurt too often. Um, obviously, he's up there, up there in years. What is he, forty-two or somewhere? Yeah, but there. to me, those players so, that yeah, leave leave that team that they've been with forever, you know, baseball, hockey-wise, and they go to a different team. It's their re- retirement year. They don't really give a fuck. You know, he sprains a thumb or a finger. Does he really have to play? I don't know. I, I mean, he can. Yeah. It's definitely. It's a good. It's a good banter because you know sure. Ben Roethlisberger, right? I mean, everyone talks shit about him starting this season. Um, I knew right away that he was gonna fucking get hurt. He got hurt. I just think Tom. I think Tom will be. I think Tom will definitely be hurt this year and sit out a few games for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like the Brett Favre thing at the end of his career. I mean, when should these guys just hang it up, right? I mean, in their prime when they've won a Super Bowl, um, you know, when they're playing great football, and then you see him go on and you see him not play so well, and you don't want to remember him like that. And there's been some guys, like I said, Brett Favre, and even Wayne Gretzky at the end of his career going to what was his last team, the Kings. Rangers uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Was it St. Louis? Yeah, you're right, Rob. But everybody falls off at the end of their career, right? Not when you get up there in age, it's tough to keep producing, um, especially when you're playing. Because think about it, you know, we're 40 years old. If we're playing against college kids, I mean, they have so much more energy. Um, you know, it's just a different. Think about when you were 20 playing sports or 23 um, compared to 40. I mean, it's just it's tough to compete oh, yeah, with. 
I think those are fair comments. I, I would say, you know, my perspective of Tom Brady, I think he's a tough fucker. Uh, I don't see him getting injured. I, I think if, you know, again, I'll, I'll say this one more time. You know, I, I, I see a Tom Brady as a Peyton Manning. You know, everybody said that, you know, he was going off to, you know. Broncos. To the Broncos to die, but. <laughs> right, and I, I believe that. Um, I, I, I knew he won. Right? I believe did they, did he, he ended up winning a, yeah. won a Super Bowl. So you know, I see a Tom Brady in that caliber. I think he's going to fucking lift the Buccaneers. They might not win the Super Bowl, but they're they're going to have above a five hundred. I'll predict above five hundred, which is great. The oh hell yeah! Can imagine the, the jersey sales there. Like, how pumped is Tampa? Oh. <laughs> oh, big time! It's uh, they'll they'll do well, man. You know, he's got a two-year contract. I think Brady's only missed 18 games in his entire career. He missed wow. an entire season because he was uh, you know, he had an ACL torn actually against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs guy hit him low, missed an entire season. So that's about you know 15 of the 18 games that he missed, I think. Um, I don't, th- I don't see Tom Brady as being a guy that's wired in a way that he's going to like, you know, injure a thumb or something like you're saying, Pat, and set out any games. I think he's down there. Um, he's, I think he's wired like a Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees cares more about statistics than he does about winning. And I, I, I say that like in a way that like, you know, if you look at the, you know, Drew Brees won a Super Bowl before, but he's one of like the most underachieving playoff quarterbacks you'll ever see. Like he, they always come to court into the, uh, playoffs like with these massive statistics and then they just lose in the first round all the time and i think i think brady is kind of wired that way i think he's more concerned about like the number of super bowls and the number of years he's going to play in the league and the statistics that he can put up at this point of his career as opposed to even you know like winning that next super bowl honestly so we'll see what we'll see what happens i don't think he's ever going to be a guy that bags it though like like you like you might yeah. be saying he's not a candy ass you know, I i'm surprised he went to tampa to be honest surprised he went yeah, to tampa's got a great got a, got a good roster and bruce bruce arians is the coach down there and he's bruce arians players love to play for that guy so i think year one i think rob's right they'll be above 500 they might be like a nine and seven squeak into a wild card position and then I think year two, if he if he can stay healthy and they can put a you know a bunch of uh, guys around, them, who knows? They might surprise people like Peyton Manning too. So we'll see what happens. What, I, what I like about Tom Brady is you know I, I heard stories about him going in. He didn't he didn't ask for you know this is my offense. I'm going to run this shit. I say the offense is going to do this this and this and this. He said, "Give me the guys' numbers. I want to talk to the guys." Right. So. That's a fucking Tom Brady, right? He's not some candy ass. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to manage the fucking whole offense. And it says a lot about him to not go in and make demands. He went in and said, I want everybody's number. Let me call everybody and talk to him. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Definitely. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next subject, boys. We're moving on yeah. around the rink to with the old D train. D train number question number four. What do you got for us? No, so I would just I would put it out there, guys. Like as like I said a little bit earlier in the show, is like just give your guys perspective about how important sports are in our lives when we don't have them. I mean, 
I'd like everybody maybe just give a little bit of comment about that. You know, like in this day and age where, um, you know, where everything's hyper politicized, you know, everything is like super, you know, under a microscope. Sports are always those things that, you know, you can kind of ground yourself with and kind of give yourself some sanity. And I think in this this time, like it would be so much easier if we just had some sports to watch. I mean, I don't care if it was NASCAR or fucking golf or some, whatever, you know, it's like I think as a society sports play such a massive role that I don't even know if we realized as much, uh, you know, before as we do now. And uh, I just thought I'd like to get your guys' perspective on that. Yeah, just uh, for me, you know, just flipping through the channels trying to – because I got used to watching hockey like every night. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, something was missing every night when I went to the TV to, to watch something. I watched some news, you know, see what's going on with the virus. But uh, there's – Everything is is reruns of old sports, and that's not really my thing. I don't really like watching old sports. I, I mean, I'm not into it that much where I want to watch an old game and, and memorize all the stats that they had back in the 80s. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I want to watch a game where I don't know the outcome. I don't know the fucking ending of the game and shit like that. And a little, the excitement of it and, and you know – Five sports. There's nothing like it. So, I mean, that's kind of for me. Like, I, I'm not into this watching the old bullshit on TV. Um, so, I'm kind of not watching that either. So, I'm definitely struggling of uh, getting my sports fix. And, you know, to be honest with you, this podcast has helped a little bit because we get to get on and talk about it. Um, you know, otherwise, I wouldn't really be talking sports with anybody at this point. So, that's a little bit of relief. But I, I think you're right. He, too, is just kind of a, va- a vacant hole, a void. Um, you know, when you're a sports guy, it's just, you know, something's missing, right? And in sports kind of, when you watch a game, you get, you know, you get some excitement from it, you know, you're anticipating the outcome and it's a little bit of a, it's not like gambling because if you don't have money on the game, but that kind of thing, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's just a little bit of excitement, you know, in your, in your evenings to catch a game. No doubt. It's like, too, like I, I was thinking like when I was a kid, right, you'd watch like a scary movie or something when you were a kid and like then you had to be put in bed. And like the one thing that would make me OK was like, oh, I could throw a baseball game on to make me forget, <laughs> about, to make, to make me forget yeah. about the scary fucking movie. You know what I mean? But um, that's what I mean, though. Like, it's just like a weird it's a weird vibe not having, you know, the happiness that sports brings to your life, you know, like the escape that sports bring to your life. Anyways, Pat or Rob, yeah, go ahead. To, to me, it's just a, a big part of my life. Uh, it's I, I just knowing the guys, you know, and it's almost like I'm part of them, right? So Rory McIlroy or the golf, you know, the big-time golfers that uh, you watch every Sunday laying on the couch watching TV, um, watching them Thursday through Sunday. It's almost like I – a part of what's going on in their life, baseball, um, you know, college basketball, um, NHL playoffs, barbecuing and making sure we're watching that. It's just, um, it's something that's been ripped, you know, ripped right out of your, our, my life. That's that I come home from work and that's what I do. And watching the positive, uh, comebacks or the positive, uh, outcomes that happened watching somebody win the masters i mean who you know the masters is the prime example um of spring um with nhl playoffs and all that's gone oh it's just gone and there's nothing you come home and you 
you know, play with your kids or do whatever and there's nothing else on. So just kind of, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just a way of life. It's my way of life. That's all I've known since I've been a kid. And uh, it's absolutely gone. So. And I think the Masters is a great example. I mean, if you watch any golf, they start advertising the Masters in like January. It's yeah. like yeah. April 14th, the Master, Masters will be on CBS. Like yeah. it's in four fucking months, you know. Yeah. But people get so excited to uh, watch the Masters. And, you know, that's something they look forward to from the last Sunday of the Masters of this year till the next Thursday of the next year, you know, that anticipating yeah, yeah. waiting to watch that masters, whether it's the U S open, you know, some of the other it's tournaments, probably. you know, you catch them on Sundays, but those big ones, the U S open, the masters, you know, those kind of things, um, you know, that's part oh, of you your put year. The masters, you, know? you put the masters up on your computer at work. Just, yep. just watch yep. it, you know, just see no. that. how much revenue has been, has lost, with sports not happening right now, if you took all the sports combined, you know, if you want to just talk the masters alone, right. Okay. That's huge. Um, NHL not playing NBA, not March madness. March madness is a huge fucking moneymaker for all the television rights. Um, you know, the, the basketball ticket sales, obviously. Uh, I mean, that's, I couldn't even fathom how many billions of dollars have been, um, lost to these organizations by not having these events. What do you think, Pete? You? Yeah, I mean, for me, I obviously agree with each of you. I, I can relate to everything you guys are saying. Um, you know, personally, I stopped watching Born. basically pro sports in 99. Um, I continued playing until 2005, but I stopped watching well earlier than that. And, um, you know, it wasn't until recent that I actually started watching again. And so, you know, this this pause for me has, has really, you know, showed me how much I really appreciate being able to get back into it. Um, it it's hard to put into words, you know, because it's in some ways has, has saved me. Um, you know, I, I have buried my life in, in work. And I stopped watching pro sports for uh, at least a decade. And so, you know, now it really hits home, um, you know, not having this. So it, it has truly been a saving grace to be able to continue every Wednesday, you know, having these conversations with you. It's really, yeah, it's been helpful. Okay. Yeah, boys, get around the ring tonight, man. Uh, another four topics uh, we went through tonight. We'll keep doing that throughout the podcast. Just kind of banter four different things throughout the season, um, off season. What's going on? Obviously, we're in a weird time right now, uh, but we're going to keep plugging away at the Blue Line Hockey Club. Uh, get you guys some good interviews. Obviously, you want to hear from these NHLers like Greenway, Hartman, and um, some of our future guests that are coming up. So at least you'll get a little bit of uh, sports through us at the Blue Line Hockey Club. So keep listening to us. Check us out on Twitter, um, YouTube, Facebook, all of the social media. But one of the big things that we do now is we put this podcast out on our YouTube channel. And, um, you know, if you're sick of listening to podcasts, check out our YouTube channel and you can watch it instead. So a little bit more uh, interactive to see our faces and uh, see what we're doing throughout the show. And uh, the Jordan Greenway podcast, uh, you'll be able to see him live on the podcast too. So that was a, that was nice of him to come on with a video tonight. So check out our YouTube channel. I, got my, I had my shirt off tonight too, so check that out. Yep. Pull out man Easy. boobs tonight. So if you like man boobs, check it out.
All right, boys. Another great episode of Blue Line Hockey Club. That was 94. Check out the other 93 on bluelinehockeyclub.com. And until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Do you? Here we go. Oh, doctor. Yeah. Keep your head up.